Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. So nobody can be saved except they hear. They are hearing you. But until they hear the message of Jesus in the hearing, no salvation. Yes, That's what it means. So how does faith come? By hearing. Only? No. There should be a message in the hearing. So if I want faith of healing to come, I must hear message of healing. Because the message in the hearing is important. If I hear message of condemnation, my faith will be built on condemnation. So what you are hearing is not as important as the message that is being conveyed. So faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Show another translation, let's see. So faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. Here, you are hearing, you know, but your hearing must be about the good news of Christ. Otherwise, no salvation. If I come and I'm talking to you about Jeremiah, you can never be saved. You, you are hearing, but the message is not about Jesus. If it is salvation, it must be about Jesus. So I cannot have faith for health when I'm talking about wealth. Or what I'm here, if Listen, if I want you guys to give, I cannot be telling you about health every day. Because your faith in health will increase and your faith for riches will go down. Can you see that? Yes, sir. So whichever area I want you to grow, I start telling you. I start telling you from the word. And you hear and hear and hear that message. Your faith in that area will build. Is that complete? Voila, voila, voila. Oh, Jesus. Now, the apostles, they communicated the message of Christ. I want to show you um, what is called the hearing. Okay? Now, the apostles, they communicated the message of Jesus in two ways. By vocally Releasing the words and writing. Okay? Yes. That's how they preach, right? Paul, Paul, Paul preached to churches. 
he wrote letters. And the same message, Paul didn't go to Rome to go and tell them about this. He wrote a letter to them. Is that correct? Show Romans 1. If Paul was there with them, because he said, I, will, I wish to have come to you to impart unto you spiritual giftings. But he wasn't there. Go to verse 8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all that your faith is spoken out of throughout the whole world. Uh-huh. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers. The guy is always praying. Making requests. If by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey by the will, by the will of God. Do to what? To come to you. So the guy was not there. He wrote a letter to them. So the message of Christ was written to them. So the hearing is, either I hear you speak or I read is hearing. You get it now? Otherwise, you'll be limited to only hearing a message. That's why you must read the Bible. You read the Bible, you are hearing. You hear me teach, you are hearing. Can you see that? So that's, that's the hearing. You hear from the word of God being preached. You hear from the word of God being written to you. Okay. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, looking at all we have studied now, because I'm, I'm about to enter into the next one. It means that faith is aroused. Faith it is aroused by hearing. Once you decide to hear, faith is awakened. Do you want faith? Do you want faith to come? Faith has one attribute. It comes. <laughs> ah, that's what he said. Faith cometh. So, so I want some, some money. It won't happen until faith comes. How do I awaken faith? How do I get faith to rise up? By hearing. Where do I do the hearing from? From a message or from reading the word of God. That's where faith will come to me. Now, when faith comes to you, we just read, it will distinguish you. It will commend you. It will set you apart. It will do all the things. Can you see that? A working faith. Arouse faith. The way you can arouse feelings. No, you will never know you. You have feelings. But something can arouse. Then you realize that, you know, you have feelings. Okay? Since you all know that, okay? Arouse faith. By hearing. Hearing by the word. Now, I've, I've taught you the secret of faith. I've taught you how to arouse him. Maybe he's sleeping in you. That's how come things are not happening. Yeah. It must come to you. It must come to you. Faith must come to you. Listen. Jesus gave me this message and he loaded me with it. I, I, I was shaking my head. I was like, God. You know the Holy Ghost will always smile. Your speed is not his speed. He's the one who gives you to know. Faith comes, oh. My faith is not. Arouse it. When you arouse it, it will come. Because it already has the solution 
you are looking for. Yes, sir. You get it? Yes, sir. See, when you exercise faith, it can go beyond this world, go beyond the second heavens, go beyond the third heavens, even prevail over God. And when you exercise faith, God can say no. You have no idea. You know, he can't say no to his word. Faith is a factor of the word. Can you see that? Faith is a factor. You see, faith is like a nectar in the word. That's what faith is. Have time and develop faith. Take a portion of scripture, a particular message. Listen, 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 listen until faith comes. Can I tell you something? Faith sometimes doesn't come easily. It is not easily aroused. You know why? There's something called conviction. You you desire something you don't even desire. Jesus sees a man who is sick. You You see that the man is lame. Why do you still ask, do you want to be made well? You, you get it? How does faith come? By hearing. Hearing what? Yeah. If it is salvation, it must be the message of Christ. If it is not salvation, but other thing you are looking for, it must still be the message, but the, the word of God. Not necessarily the message of Christ. The message of Christ is for salvation. So if I want health, I just go for the word of God. Portions of scripture that talks to me about health. First Peter 2.24 He himself bore our sins in his flesh. That we become righteous. By his stripes we were healed. Now that word that he has spoken. That is the key that will bring the faith. So the word brings faith. Faith doesn't come by itself. Faith comes by the word. Can you see that? Uh-huh. So either I am reading the word or I am hearing it, it will come. So what stimulates faith is the hearing. And I'm saying this again so that you don't get confused. That when you read, you know, if you are not taught this, you think when you read the Bible, faith won't come. Because the Bible never said faith comes by reading. So I'm explaining to you how the word of God came to us. It came to us by speaking and by writing. And if it is speaking, then Rema also brings faith. In fact, Rema is actually the faith of all faiths. Rema. Once you receive a Rema, that's all. You see, the Logos, you must read through. Read through until you find the Rema. The Rema is the edible part. You see, so the Chi and the God people, they have the right translation for faith. Faith in Chi is G-D. The God says, Hemo because rema is the edible part of the word manna so faith is eating faith is what lands in you the rema it lands in you can you see that Charlie God is exposing faith for us my understanding of faith has increased why do I complain now I can arouse it if Faith, the message of faith in me is not. I look for a message of faith and I keep listening, keep listening, keep listening. Faith, what? Faith, what? Come. And when faith comes, it comes with its properties. 
its abilities. What is one ability? It distinguishes you. Or sets you apart. The crowd. Above the crowd. Or it gives you a good report. Divine testimony. Reputation. Good reputation. Okay. Alright. Are you understanding it? My aim tonight is for you to understand. Okay? Alright. Now, in as much as faith can do all these things for you, unbelief can mess you up. Because God sees unbelief in a different way. It is dangerous to walk in unbelief. Okay? All right. Now, you know you can hear you can hear the message. Yet you cannot believe. You might not believe it. That's unbelief. Now, there is a consequence to unbelief. Now, those who work in unbelief, it doesn't mean they don't hear. Day to day hear. They even hear the message. For them to not believe, they rebel. That's the first thing they do. They rebel the message. So you think unbelievers don't hear anything. They hear. They hear like, just like you hear. And they hear a message just like you hear the message. But you believe the message. But they rebel the message. What you do is that you accept or you allow your spirit to respond to the message. Their spirit rebel the message. And I'm going to show you in Hebrews chapter 3, let's do from verse 7 to 19. You'll be amazed. This is why the Holy Spirit says, Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Now, look at, the, look at the statement before. He said, when you hear his voice. So, the unbelievers also hear, but they harden their heart. You can be a believing unbeliever. Are you aware? You can be a believing unbeliever. You are saved by the faith of salvation. But apart from that one, you don't believe any other thing. No health, no wealth, nothing. So you are a believer who unbelieves. God is telling you that your heart has hardened. And he's saying that as Israel did when they rebelled, when they tested me in the wilderness, they tested God. I'll show you what it means to test him. Verse 9. There your ancestors tested. God said it twice. He said, they, 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 where they tested me. They said, they, they, your ancestors tested and tried my patience. Even though they saw my miracles for 40 years. So you see, what kind of unbelief? People that are outside God. No. They, they enjoyed the miracles. They ate the manna. They enjoyed the bread. Uh, sorry, the, the meat, the water from the rocks, all these miracles they enjoyed, they walked through, they were part, but their hearts were hard. 
They had the same message that Moses gave. Some believed. Some's heart were hard. <laughs> now, let me show you in two scriptures why God said they tested him. Okay? Yes, sir. All right. Go to Exodus 17, 1 to 7. I will show you something. I will show you something. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now look at it. At the Lord's command, the whole community of Israel left the wilderness of sin. I want, if you have your Bible and you can underline wilderness of sin, it will be nice. Okay. So they moved to a place, from place to place. Eventually, they camped at Rephidim. Say Rephidim. But there was no water there for the people to drink. Okay? So the issue here was that they got to a place, Rephidim, and there was no water to drink. Anytime you remember Rephidim, remember that there was no water there for them to drink. Okay. So once more, the people complained. I'm showing you the characteristics of unbelief. The people complained against Moses. Give us water to drink, they demanded. Quiet, Moses replied. Why are you complaining against me? Why are you complaining against me? And why are you testing the Lord? They complained. The Lord calls it testing. When you complain, God calls it testing him. One characteristic of unbelief is complain. Testing God beyond truth. Go on. But tormented by thirst, they continued. The second one is argue with Moses. Why did you bring us out of Egypt? Are you trying to kill us, our children, and our livestock with thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord. Oh, I love this. When issues overwhelm you a lot, don't complain. Don't argue. Turn to the Lord. Okay? I'm Before I came, the Lord, the Lord said to me, I was reading it, the Lord said to me, he said, these are my ways. Don't complain. Don't argue. Turn to the Lord. Turn to the Lord. Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What should I do with these people? They are ready to stone me. These were the same people he asked God to bring manna. These were the same people Moses opened the river for them to see, for them to walk through. Gave them this, gave them that. But you see, their hearts were so hardened that all they were looking for were material things. If they don't get it, they will kill you. So Moses is telling God, if you don't, look at their, 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 their size. They will kill me. Even if 100 people throw stones, I'm dead. <laughs> the Lord said to Moses, walk out in front of the people. Oh, God will always give you a remark. He said, and you see, that's direction. He said, walk out in front of the people. Take your staff. The one you used. When you struck the water 
of the now. I told you, if it is God, he will do it again. Did you hear that? Yes, sir. If it is God, he said, take that same rod. The one we used some few days ago. Use that same one. And call some of the elders of Israel to join you. Let's go. I will stay. When God gives you a rema, he is involved in the thing. When God gives you a direction, he is involved in the thing. He said, walk out in front of them. Take your rod. Go to the mountain, okay? And he said, I will stand before you on the rock at Mount Zion. So before, now I'm showing you the language of God. Look at what, how God is speaking. He's speaking as though the thing has happened. Remember, we saw it in Hebrews 11.3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. The things we see were not made out of things that are seen. So now God is talking the about the thing as though it has happened. Yeah. So he said, strike, look, he said, I will stand before you, I will stand before you on the rock at Mount Sinai. Strike the rock and water will come gushing out. Then the people will be able to drink. So Moses, now, tell him Moses, Moses has a picture of what will happen. What does he mean? The word of God gives you a picture of incidents. So Moses hasn't gone to the rock yet. He heard God's voice telling him, remember, the Bible says he turned to the Lord. Now, the Lord is giving him instruction. The mountain is not, is close by. So, Moses now has an idea that there is a rock. I have a, a rod. When I hit, water will come out. So, obviously, Moses is aware of what is going to happen. That's what, that's what visions do, do to you. God gives you a clear picture of what to expect. When you see this, you are excited. So Moses struck the rock as he was told. Eh? Yes. He struck the rock as he was told. Not how he liked. Yes. As he was told. In other words, he did the word. Yes. He did the word. And water gushed out as the elders looked on. So exactly as God's word said, when he did the word, he saw the result that was contained in that word. When you do the word, you will receive the results and wrapped in the word. Yes, sir. Don't do your own. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't do your own. Do, do the word. Alright. Moses named the place Massa, which means test. So the test we saw in Hebrew is this. And we saw, so we saw two things. Complaining, which is test. And what? Arguing. In the Hebrew it's called Meribah. It's actually in the Aramic. It's actually in the Aramic. Meribah. And what? Massa. Which means arguing. Because the people of Israel argued with Moses. And what? Complained or tested the Lord by saying, Is the Lord here with us or not? Sometimes you pray such a prayer. Lord, if indeed you are with me, do something. But the word has already told he's in you. Yeah. I'm telling you, you walk in silent unbelief. Yeah. Silent unbelief. You are testing the Lord. You argue. Sometimes you won't come to church because you think what? I don't have any. You complain. You complain. You have no idea. That's unbelief. Do you remember? 
I told you faith has two things. Testimony and unbelief also has two things. Complain and argument. Testimony and what? Good report. Now look at the unbelief too. Complain and argument. Where you go? Go and put them side by side. <laughs> Jesus also has two things. Grace and truth. <laughs> okay, let me show you another one. Now, the same thing about test. About test, water, water test. They did it again. They don't let no. In Numbers 20, from verse 1 to 13, we'll read. Do you remember the wilderness of sin? In Exodus um, 17, I asked you to underline wilderness of sin. When you read here too, in Numbers, the Bible says that in the first month of the year, the whole community of Israel arrived in the wilderness of Zin and camped at Kadesh. While they were there, Miriam died and was buried. There was no water there for the people to drink. In Rephidim, there was no water. When they came here to the Mount of Zin, there was no water. So the same, listen, no, the same issue. God gave them water. The same, they are thirsty again. It's the same situation, but different environment. Charlie, the guys repeated the thing. Didn't God give them water? The Bible says, and God gave them so much water that even their animals got some. So this same God couldn't give them water again. The point is that their hearts were hardened. They never believed. So what did they do? Look at it. So they rebelled against Moses and Aaron. The people blamed Moses and said, if only, they said the same things. If only we had died in the Lord's presence with our brothers. Why have you brought the congregation of the Lord's people into this wilderness to die, along with all our livestock? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Same language. And bring us here to this terrible place. This land has no grain, no figs, no grapes, no pomegranates, and no water to drink. Forget about pomegranate and nothing. Their issue is water. <laughs> Moses and Aaron turned away from the people and went to the entrance of the tabernacle. May your, the place you always go in trouble, let it be the house of God. Because all this trouble, you have trouble. Why don't you come to church? Charlie, I'm going through a lot. I don't know. I'm saying that again. Anytime you are confused, anytime you have any problem, don't stay home. The Bible is telling you where they went to. They went to the tabernacle. In the other one, the Bible says, and Moses turned to the Lord. Why didn't you come to church? Tell I'm going through I'm going through something. I'm going through it. The Bible never tell you, told you that if you are going through such a thing, stay home. Yeah. Go to the Lord. Turn to the Lord. Turn to the Lord. The first one, he said, turn to the Lord. Here he said, they went to the tabernacle, meaning the house of God. Yeah. Learn from the word. I don't know who taught you that. That when you have a problem, you have a challenge, you now want to stay home and, 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 and cover yourself. And you are there. Do you know what you are doing? You will be complaining soon. 
and you'll be arguing. I've served God for all this while. I've been going to church. I don't know why things are happening like that. Yeah, it's been a while. You know, blah, blah, blah. You start saying things. You start saying things. Things your mouth is not supposed to say. When you come to church, you might hear the word of God. It will defray. It will cast out that thing. And you end up praising God instead of saying God. Why? Stay at home and Satan will come. And give you what to say. Say, look, you have served God all this while. You wake up at dawn. Then you come to church. At 4.30, you are here. You leave your husband. You come here. And if I look at you, right now, look at what is happening to you. You'll be saying that to God. And you are getting angry at God. Look at this, my friend. They started church. Look at how things are happening for them. Nobody can hear you. You are the one talking. Complain, arguing, complain, arguing, complain. The realm of unbelief. But when you come to church, you will hear Jesus. You will hear hallelujah. That nonsense will be lifted. Be wise as a child of God. When you have problems, you go to the house of God. You don't stay home. Because the Bible never teaches that. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to them. For all you know, when you come to church, God's presence that day will come to you. Yeah. And the Lord said to Moses, you, you and Aaron must take the staff again. And as if it is God, he will do it again. Once you receive a miracle from God, say, Lord, this is you. You will do it again. Yeah. As the people watch, speak to the rock over there. The first one, he said, strike the rock. Here, the instruction was different. Speak to the rock. Okay? And it will pour out its water. You will provide in enough. Now I want you to notice something here. When God caused Moses to do the miracle, he handed it to Moses and said, it is yours. How do I know? Look. He said, you, you will provide enough water from the rock to satisfy the whole community. He could have said, I will provide water or I will cause water to come out. But he puts you there. You see, when God gives you his word, you become God. I told you. That's what the Bible says. And he called them God. Unto whom the word of the Lord came. So when the word of God comes to you, it's like you are God. Because what you are doing is not yours. You are acting on in God's stead. You are acting his, the word. Are you, are you getting it? So doing the word is actually walking in the shoes of God. That's what it means. Anytime the word of God says you do it, it's like God himself doing it. The manifestation the release of God's word. Do the word. Are you, not, are you not surprised to see that? He said, you will provide. If Moses had anything to offer, why did he go to God to go and ask? He didn't have anything to offer. But there was a God that showed him what to do. And when the miracle time came, he said, it is yours. That is a good sign of leadership. Leaders, use this. It's the best leadership skill. God is a good leader. You can do the thing, but then you say, oh, my staff did it. They feel good. They feel like, yeah, my boss, yeah, don't be going, I'm the boss. Oh, I did it. I did it. They will never grow. Okay? Yes, All right. So you will provide, in, you, you will provide enough water from the rock to satisfy the whole community and their livestock. So Moses did as he was told. Now let's see if he indeed did he took the staff from the place where it was kept before the Lord. 
Then he and Aaron summoned the people to come together at the rock. Now, when the Bible says Moses did what he was saying, he only did it to a point. He only summoned the people and told them what God had said. That's what he did. But as to whether he completed what he was made to say, it's another thing. We'll see it soon. Now listen to how he called them. You rebels! In other words, you unbelievers. So if you are an unbeliever, you are a rebel. What do you rebel? You rebel against the word. So in the Bible, when you are an unbeliever, God sees you as a rebel. You rebel against truth. You make God a liar. You rebel against the word of God. Yeah. Listen, you rebels. He shouted, must we bring you water from this rock? Then Moses raised his hand. And then what? Struck the rock twice. Pam, pam with the staff. Now, did the miracle happen? Yes. But is that what God asked him to do? No. So Moses became a rebel. So Moses himself, the pronouncer of the rebels, himself became a rebel. Are there consequences for rebels? Yes. We'll see it. So the entire community and their livestock drank. You can be going against God's word. Yet you can be seeing the miracles. Is God happy with you? That's the back door story. Now let's go to the back door. Go on. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust me enough to demonstrate my you did not trust me enough to demonstrate my holiness. What is his holiness? What did he ask him to say? Speak. He called the word his holiness. Is it strange? In Daniel 9.24, he called the word of God the most holy. To do the word of God is to do a holy thing. God wanted to demonstrate his holiness. The demonstration of his word. Because remember, this was a typology of the coming of Christ and his death. Okay? And I know you know this is why Elijah and Moses came to handle this matter. Why the two of them? Because the rock was hit twice. Why Moses? Why Elijah? Because the corporate must come with the prophet who understood these things. It had to be settled at the Mount of Transfiguration. At that day, if Jesus had wanted to go to heaven and not die, that was the day he would have gone. They came to discuss it and also to find out if he wanted to abort the thing and go to heaven or continue. I showed you. When we read on, the Bible says that and Jesus turned his face to Jerusalem. Do you remember? Yes, sir. Exactly. Because he wanted to die. This matter was settled. Now look at what God said to Jesus. Um, to, ah, okay, look. 17 weeks, blah, 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 blah. Seal up the prophecy unto the anointed, the most holy. So the word of God is called most holy. If you are looking for one of the things God calls holy, most holy, it is his word. 
that's why when you meet men of God who understands the holy things of God. You remember when we went to Prophet Devon's place, uh, Baba Devon? You remember he said, I'm about to preach the word. I don't want anybody to move around or stay. Give respect to the word of God. He said, if you want to go, get up and go now. These are men that understand the holiness of the word of God. You are hearing God's word. Then you, you pass here. You are hearing God's word. Can you really tell me if Jesus, if the word was here as a person, do you think you can walk out? You have no idea how holy he is. Yes, sir. Yeah. You have no idea how holy he is. You dare not even take a call. You can't be in the, in the, in the holiest of holies. Oh. Imagine everyone in the holiest of holies. Then you will get a call. As God is sitting in the... In the on the mercy seat, then Moses is saying, God, please. Charlie, they will have to pull him out. Pam, he will be down. Train yourself. When, the, when you are before God, listen to God's word. Nothing matters. Because you see, you think you are listening to news. You are not listening to news. What is coming to you is holy. The reason why the word will not impact you is how you value it. That's why faith will never work until it is valued. How do you value the word of God? No. All right. Exodus. He said, Moses, you didn't trust me enough to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel. He said, you will not lead them. Now, look at the consequence of Moses. After he didn't value the word of God as holy. Now, he thought he could do what the word could do. Now, the reason why the water came was because the anointing was already in the rod. So it was not Moses' effort. It was the anointing that was already in the rod. The same rod that divided. It was the same rod that made the first water come. So that same anointing was in the rod. Otherwise, the water would not have come out. Did God, was God pleased? No. If God was pleased with it, then he won't punish Moses. Look at his punishment. You will not lead them into the land I am giving them. Who was complaining Moses? No. Now, when people are doing foolish things, they might go scot free. The day you do little, hey. ah, that's, that's what you are seeing here. The guys complained. They rebelled. They got their water. Moses rebelled one pet. God says you go. God says you go. Why? You see, the anointing on us, the grace on us differs. There are special graces that can be on you that you are not permitted to do certain things. You do it, your consequence might be greater. That somebody who does it every day. I'm not the one saying it. You are seeing it. In, in Exodus, they complained. They still got water. The Bible says the water was enough. Even their animals got some. Yet they complained again. Now, they've complained from Exodus 17, 18, 19, 20. They got to numbers they, from chapter 1. Ah, they've complained that to chapter 20. Complaining, arguing, complaining, arguing. Still, they were getting what they were getting. In fact, they were getting what they were asking for. In fact, let me put it, they were, they were getting what they were complaining about. God was not happy. 
But they still got it. But when Moses rebelled, once, just once, the promised land that this complainers and, and the guys that were arguing, they are going there. But the one who's supposed to lead them, he rebelled once. God said, you can go. I don't know how God will judge things. Follow his word. Just follow, you don't know how he will do it. Just follow his word. Don't be surprised in heaven when there are wonders and miracles. Are you with me? All right. Verse 13. This place was known as the waters of Meribah, which means the same thing. Because there, the people argued with the Lord and there he demonstrated his holiness among them. Can you see this? Yes, sir. Oh, say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. So this is what we saw in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. Yes, the test. I'll test you. They tested me. Go, go back. Let's finish it. He said, there your ancestors tested me, tested and tried my patience. So that's what we just read. Yes, Even though they saw my miracles for 40 years, 40 years, the guys complained. I'm telling you. See, they complained until they entered into the promise. <laughs> 40 years old. 40 years. 10. So I was angry with them and I said, their heart always turned away from me. When you're an unbeliever, your heart has turned away. The first one is what? Your heart is what? Hardened. You are what? Rebel. And now your heart has turned away. So anytime you don't believe what the word of God has said, your heart is turning away. But your heart must be fixed on God. They refuse to do what I tell them. He didn't say they dress differently. He didn't say they have a stealing. He didn't say anything. He said, what? Why, why is their heart turning away from them? Because they are not doing what he tells them to do. When you don't do what the word of God says you do, your, your heart is wandering. Your heart has turned away because you are not doing what God says. So in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. I don't know if you have seen it. Look at it. He took an oath in his anger. In the anger, he took an oath. Which means this oath came deep down from his heart. So it's like he swore that these guys will never enter into my rest. Which means that they can be in Canaan, but they will have no rest. Don't joke with God. Go on. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Now this is for you and for me. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving. You know what it means? If you are unbelieving, it means you have an evil heart. I hope you are writing all of them down. Harding heart, rebel, heart drifting, and then now you say what? Evil. Why are they evil? Because they are turning away from the Lord. He said it, turning you away from the living God. 
So what unbelief does is that he turns you away from the Lord. Unbelief. Unbelief turns you away from the Lord. Look at it. Is that your, your own heart are not evil. Are not evil and unbelieving. Turning you. Turning you away from the living God. Are you learning? Yes, sir. All right, 13. We are going to 19. So, is that you must warn each other every day while it is still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin. And what? So, what does hardening against the Lord mean? Unbelief. So, sin causes you to enter into unbelief. Sin causes you to enter into unbelief. Go on. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed. So who is he talking to? Believers. He's talking to believers. Yet he's saying that your heart can be evil. Yet he's saying that your heart can be turned away from God. Yet he's saying that God can get angry because your heart turned away. He wasn't talking to unbelievers. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. That's a secret, a key. You want to enjoy all? He said, just trust and be faithful. That's all. Next one. Remember what he says. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. As what? And when they rebel. Unbelief. Unbelief. And who was it? Who rebelled against God? Even though they had. That's what I'm telling you. Oh, you think unbelievers don't hear the message? No, they hear. Now forget about unbelievers. The Quran of those who have not received Christ. It's talking about us. So you are hearing, hearing the voice of God. But your heart is hardened. You are rebelling against the word. Your heart is drifted away. Perhaps you are being deceived by sin. Perhaps you could be walking in certain kind of sin. That is what is drifting you away. Ah, we read it. Wasn't it the people Moses led out of Egypt? <laughs> no, he said, and who made God angry? For 40 years. Hey. <laughs> when I see them, I'll clap for them. Yes. Charlie, they made God angry for 40 years. Wasn't it the people who sinned, whose corpses lay in the wilderness? And to whom was God speaking when he took an oath that they would never enter his rest? Wasn't it the people who disobeyed him so we see that because of their unbelief, they were not able to enter his rest. They were not able. If you understand this one, you understand chapter 4 verse 1, which we'll look at tomorrow. He said, now that rest still exists. It is still there. Now he said, God's promise of entering into his rest still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail 
to experience it. So God wants you to experience his rest. He said it, it still stands. But what will stop you from experiencing the rest? Unbelief, hardened heart, rebelling, arguing, complaining. For this good news that God has prepared this rest has been announced to us just as it was to them. So the guys on the, in the, on the wilderness, God was telling them the good news too. But they never listened. I, I love it here in King James. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So there too, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. So the reason why faith will not benefit you is when, when you heard the message, you rebelled. You see, when you know some of these scriptures, it, it will form your life. You will know what to do and what not to do. Maybe you are doing certain things you never knew in the word of, like in the in eyes of God, they are not supposed to do that. That's why we study the word of God. Though. It, will, it will put you on the right path. When it comes to faith, I have walked in depth of faith. And I have seen God. I have seen the hand of God. I have seen the word of God come alive when it comes to faith. So when I read these things, I believe to the core. And I want everybody to, don't let your church Remember yesterday, you can be very religious and not spiritual. Faith, it works. Faith already has the answer. You are struggling. You are complaining. You are remembering. That's why you are not seeing the result of faith. If you enter into his rest, because the word works. The word, it works by itself. So once you do the word, you put the word into play. It begins to work out. You see, do everything possible to lay hold on the word. And let troubles around you sleep. Don't, don't let it be the other way around. Don't go facing the, the troubles and, and you don't have time for the word. No, no, no. Don't have time for the troubles. Have time for the word. When you have time for the word, it will take care of the outside. It will take care of the outside. I'm telling you. Faith, it works. And from tonight, I just know your faith is going to skyrocket. In the name of Jesus. See, one of the evidence that you are working in faith is you are resting. When I see you are not resting, I just know you are not working in faith. So simple. So simple. Are you resting? Then I know you are working in faith. Things are happening around you, but you are still resting. Did the Bible not tell you that when the, when the storms were raging and the winds were blowing, Jesus was sleeping in the boat? That was faith, actually. Did you see unbelief? Did you see the unbelief? Lord, Lord, why do you, you want us to die? Lord, fishermen, oh. The fishermen were making noise. When the carpenter son was sleeping. So faith has nothing to do with your pedigree. It has nothing to do with your school. It has nothing because it is the substance. If I can place substance on my hope, ha, <laughs> Trust me, if I can place faith on you, like Angie's ribbon is mine. If I can place substance on it, I'll have an evidence for it. One day we'll be working and say, oh, this one, I feel like, do you like it? I say, yeah. To me, I just knew it was mine. You are just holding it for a while. 
So when people tell me that I want to buy a land and somebody, I don't need to come there and, and stand on the land for you. I hold it by faith. You see, when something is yours, you don't argue. Is this book yours? Do you ever feel like somebody will take it? No. So why, 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 do you, why do you have something yet you are not sure if it is yours or not? It means you are not resting. You are not resting. Look, they did not mix the, the word with faith when they heard it. What does it mean? When faith came, they didn't accept it. So what is faith? Your response, your response to the word of God, that's faith. When you respond to that, that's why yesterday I was just showing you, it seemed funny, but that was actually, I was teaching you faith. We prayed and said, Lord, give us a beautiful atmosphere. By faith, the Bible says faith is. So when you said, Lord, we have a beautiful atmosphere, it means that the atmosphere has come. Right? Now, fanning yourself means that you haven't believed. You didn't mix with faith. So you see, I have asked it, but I'm still sweating. But I still have a good atmosphere. The atmosphere came actually. The reason why it didn't spread to everywhere is that some people were still fanning their head. You see, faith has everything to do with your conviction. That's what we call the evidence of things. I'm telling you, you can be in fire and still feel cold. Say faith, 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 faith. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-L Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International, contact services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to leave from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.